A very, very distinguished guest in studio with us this morning, Dr. Ash- Asha Mohammed, Secretary General of the Red Cross. I uh, I opened with, do you want any music? She's like, no, Davina, I'm here for very, very important things, <laughs> not just music. Dr. Mohammed, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you doing this Manic Monday? Mm, thank you very much uh, for having me. Um, I'm well and looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, go on. As Secretary General of the Red Cross, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the 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 bells and whistles and and happy times of pop music that we see every morning is completely different to your life and work. Tell us what you are seeing, you have seen uh, as the Secretary General of the Red Cross in terms of drought in Kenya. Um, unfortunately, I would probably uh, have wanted to start and say, well. Uh, it's been good uh, in terms of what we do, but uh, the truth is we are in a difficult situation uh, as a country and as an organization. Um, we have found ourselves, um, shall I say, um, I want to use a phrase that somebody uh, actually put out during one of discussions we are having where you feel like you know, you're running but you're drowning at the same time. Because, you know, very uh, a lot of activities trying to respond and trying to uh, serve, you know, the people who have been affected by the drought. But at the same time, uh, feeling that it's still a drop in the ocean, that many people still need Mm. assistance. And the outlook that we are getting also from our uh, scientists and weathermen is not very encouraging. So, you, you know, you almost feel like you will not stop. You'll yeah. have to keep on running. And and the situation, you know, we, we un- unfortunately, we, we have this discussion very often. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, every every year during sort of dry periods, we end up having this discussion. We, ha- we have had some rain, though, recently. Has there been any help with the, the recent rains? Has the situation improved in any way? Very temporary relief, uh, but also not in, you know, those counties that are most affected. And I think this is important because I know a lot of people now, you know, sort of feel a little bit relaxed and feel that the situation is better. Uh, But the truth is that some parts uh, have received, yes, some rain, but even then it's not adequate. And it's also not fairly distributed, which means it will only offer very temporary relief in those areas. Mm. But in majority of the uh, counties that are affected, there has not been, you know, rain. And where it has rained, maybe like you know, a day in Garissa, it has caused floods and has washed away the remaining livestock that was there. So I think it's a it's a bit of a false uh, uh, picture that we are getting. And remember, January to March is also the dry season in this country. So which means that even this temporary relief that may be seen in some of the areas is going to be lost in the next three months. Okay. Uh, and, and uh, you know, how many people are we talking here? I mean, I think, you know, we, we, there's varying numbers and you get one paper, it says X, another paper says yes, Y. Yes. You know, what, what, is the, what is the number we're looking at? The number that we're looking at at the moment is 5.1 million. What? Uh, and this, I know sometimes you see the figure of 4.35, but this 4.35 is the number of people that are affected in the arid and semi-arid counties. But we have seen, uh, and based on the uh, information from the uh, National Drought Management Authority that we we have another 800,000 that are from counties 
that are not from the arid and semi-arid areas and these are you know areas that you would normally consider to be food secure in the in the in western kenya and others so uh, this is you know the figure we are looking mm. at and um, we hope that there will be another assessment in the next few days that will then update us on exactly you know where we are Dr. Mohammed, we're not just talking about the north, are we? We're not just talking about the Horn of no. Africa. We're talking about throughout Kenya and N- East many, Africa as well. No? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you, yes, we can talk about the Horn, but we can also talk about the whole belt, you know, all the way to the Sahel, because it's not only the Horn of Africa. You have other countries uh, all the way to Nigeria, you know. Yeah. Let me ask you this, huh? because yeah. I, I, I do feel, I, forgive me, because you've mm. just met me. Humans are stupid. We are. We are. We do this all the time and we do crazy, crazy things and we expect things to change while sitting on our backsides. All mm-hmm. right. And I, and I really applaud the Red Cross for doing something. All right. Even if it does feel like you said, like you're treading water or a drop in the ocean. Right. We're going to get to how you can be involved in doing something this silly season. Yeah. But how can we, wh- wh- why do we keep repeating and why do we keep coming back to drought it can't Mm. just be failed rains i Mm. refuse to believe that yeah and if i can just add to that because it's a really important point that davina has made we 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 don't seem to learn because i know the great work that uh, the red Mm. cross does i'm fully aware we've also been involved in a number of all the way back to kenyans for kenya Mm. uh which is i don't know 1611 i mean so we're talking about 11 years ago Mm. Surely that should have been the starting point for a conversation that was alleviating in mm. a decade mm. the challenges we're having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, interesting conversation. And uh, I would say that what you know we need to look at is the different factors that are contributing to the drought. And like you said, it's not also just about rain. And this drought in particular, uh, I think it's important to also realize that it is not the same as the other droughts. And that's why it's also being said to be the worst in 40 years, because we have been in this situation for the last almost two and a half years, nonstop. You know, we've never had it this bad. Uh, Secondly, uh, it came on top of already other issues we had floods 2019 we had desert locust invasion oh yeah we had covid 19 where of course many people lost their jobs and could not even buy food that's that in itself causes uh, you know a lack of food and then now we've had five failed rainy seasons so so we have a we have a climate issue on top of everything absolutely, else right absolutely. because i mean i'll give you an example of of my experience of really understanding the climate problem uh, being in europe uh, in Switzerland two Christmases ago and they were waiting for snow in December. Yes. That's when you when you see the actual extreme. We yes. don't see it here because we don't have these extreme weather patterns, right? We have almost one season throughout. When you see it from that uh, angle, you realize if that place is getting warmer, yes. we're going to have a problem where we live as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take absolutely. a break. Yeah. Capital FM here on your best mix of music 98.4 capital fm now in studio with us this morning uh, a very special guest we talk about what the red cross is doing uh, as well as their partnership with carrefour capital fm and capwell uh, trying to just change the lives of individuals just and families really for this holiday period when we are celebrating uh, our holidays let us not forget that there are 5.1 million affected people in this country that are suffering 
uh, that don't have enough during this holiday period. That's right. And it's so easy to forget uh, how lucky we are and to forget how much we can do. And you can make a change. A, a teeny tiny drop in the ocean, but without that one drop, it's one drop less, right? So, Dr. Mohammed, I might, um, I don't want to be scary. I don't want to be too doom and gloomy. Please, can you shake us from our um, bubble of just comfort and tell us something, tell us the worst you've ever seen, the worst you've seen in uh, this year's drought or this recent drought, you or your, your team? What was it and where? Well, many stories, I would say, uh, but let me just pick a couple. One, I would say, is um, in Turkana, uh, and I think uh, many Kenyans have seen some of the images uh, a few weeks back that uh, was aired by Citizen. But for me, it's really, you know, the situation of a desperation of a whole community. I think when we talk about individuals, uh it may not really uh, give the picture, but for me, seeing a whole community uh, in, in, in a sense of hopelessness, that this is a community you have taken food to, and they're grateful, but they're saying, um, we, we don't know whether we will exist. We feel like our community is going to, to get wiped out because we have lost our livelihood. We cannot uh, even... Uh, put food on the table for our families there's no hope and for me when a human being reaches that level of hopelessness i think that's the worst that it can get and and uh, this is one image that i stays with me for a very long time another uh, maybe s- story i would like to share is the story of a girl uh, in a school in meru uh, the best student in her class in her school who was sitting going to sit her exams was married off by her family uh, in exchange for four cows as dowry because the family had lost all the, the livestock that they had. Uh, very, very uh, sad, but uh, the positive uh, side of this story is that because of the the effort of the principal and the county director, they were able to bring this girl back to school. And today, actually, she's in high school because I follow her story. <sighs> Okay, thank you, um, Dr. Mohammed. I think, please guide us, if you will, to what we can do to help. I think there's a lot we can do, but first, let's focus on uh, the immediate. Uh, There are people out there who need food, who need water, who need medical care. There are people there who have uh, livestock that need feed that need vaccination for them to be able to survive. And if we look at majority of the people that are affected today, these are pastoralists. So for them, uh, you know, this is their livelihood. It's not even just about, uh, yes, food today. They can get milk, they can get meat, but it is really the source of uh, uh, living for these families. So we can contribute in many ways. And uh, as the Red Cross, uh, we have been supporting uh, the affected families uh, through food distribution in kind. And we want to thank all those that have come forward and have brought uh, food to the Red Cross and through other agencies as well to these uh, communities that are affected. But we've also, uh, you know, been giving cash. And I think that's one area that people can also contribute. It's not just about food in kind, uh, especially where markets are still available. I think it will also, it's a double 
way of looking at it where you give cash to the people and they're able to go and buy their food. They're able to choose what they buy. But we've also seen that for some of the people, they have used some of this cash to even start small businesses so that they are looking for alternative livelihoods. So people are not just waiting, you know, for everything to be given. They are also thinking ahead because they can see that, okay, I've lost all my livestock but I need to keep my family and I need to provide for my family. So I think it will be very uh, important that we all continue to come together as Kenyans uh, to support uh, the affected families. And I think through this um, initiative that we have with CAFU, CAPWELL and Capital FM, please, uh, this is the time uh, that you know we really need to share whatever little we have. Dr. Mohammed, I'm going to keep you in here because um, I don't know, I feel safe around you. <laughs> I just feel calm. So I'm going to grill you a little bit after this break because I want to know, I was actually at the car for at Junction yesterday. I did see the package. I was going into car for to buy dog treats and I walked past the Red Cross uh, section and I was like, okay, Davina, you're buying dog treats for 400 bob because those are my babies, huh? Mm. Whereas you could buy a food hamper for 5.99. A little perspective, Davina. Yeah. So I didn't. I also love my dogs. Okay, those are my <laughs> livestock. So I did the dogs and I did a food hamper. So you can do um, do good, mm. but I want to grill you on how. I can be sure that that food hamper and that money is going to the right hands, the right mouths, the right tummy. So don't go anywhere. Right here on your best mix of music, it's the Secretary General of the Red Cross, Dr. Asha Mohammed. Now in studio with us this morning, the Secretary General of the Red Cross, Dr. Uh, Aisha Mohammed, uh, and we are talking about uh, the 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 food hampers or the food packages that are available at Carrefour for a very reasonable price of five hundred ninety nine shillings. Uh, but also, um, we we also need to discuss. You know, we we can't be having this conversation every year, right? I mean, there has to be some uh, mitigation done by, i.e., government or. In, you know, um, external donors, whatever the case is, there's always a conversation and there's always the the rhetoric of we will do better, but we don't seem to do better. We seem to be going through the same thing. What what is the what is the long term solution? Because this is what what we're doing right now is a very short sighted short term solution. But, but it, having said that, it has to be done. But what is the long term solution? Mm-hmm. The long term solution is to build the resilience of the communities. And what I mean is we have to get our communities to the level where even when these shocks come, they are able to actually, you know, react and, you know, bounce back to continue with their lives. And and what that means is, because for sure, uh, you talked about climate uh, before and climate changes with us. And what we know and what we've seen and what we've been told is that Drought will not go away. It will come again. Or maybe it will continue. We don't even know whether it will stop because as far as we are concerned, we are looking at 2023 to still be another year that, you know, drought is going to affect Kenyans. Floods will happen. Desert locust invasion may come back. So how do we ensure that communities have the knowledge, have the skills, have the resources to be able to actually be resilient against these shocks and be able to to actually build back. That could entail a lot of things. One, of course, we have to increase our food production, especially in terms of food security. So we don't have rains now, 
But we also know that in Kenya, when we get rain, sometimes we get a lot of rain. So what's happening to this water? And I know there's been a lot of discussion now with, with, with the government and also uh, as a member of the uh, National Drought Steering Committee that was uh, gazetted by uh, His Excellency the President the other day. That is one of the conversations that is very high on our priority in terms of what are these long-term initiatives that we need to invest in so that we do not continue to get ourselves into the situation that yeah. we find today. And, and, and you know, the, he did say, His Excellency did say he prays, this is the last time he's flagging off a food truck, if you remember when he flagged off the yeah. relief food. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that that's, part, that's a big part of the agenda for the next, you know, three, five, ten years. Absolutely, and and I think uh, what we also need to see to 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 look at is yes, we have the mega projects that need to happen, but even at household level, uh, I think there's a lot, and that's why we're saying it's so important, especially water. Water is critical. Water is really foundational because that is what will make a difference, even at household level. You know, for people to be able to grow their own foods, even in their own backyards. I mean vegetables. Mm. I mean, many of us today are doing that. We, you know, you're able to have your own skooma and spinach and that keeps you going. So I think we need to look at the different levels so that we are not just concentrating on a few uh, initiatives that uh, will not reach, you know, the because it's about scale. It's about reaching majority of the people for for the difference actually to happen. Mm-hmm. We're talking about difference this morning. Uh, you can do th- you can make a difference without leaving your car, your home, your bed. Just send a cash donation to M-Pesa Pay Bill ten thousand. That is one zero 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 account drought, and make it a good make it a good amount. Now listen. If you are shopping at any car four, you will see a lovely bundled Red Cross box. And on it, there are lovely, lovely bags of uh, bundles of food. For just 599 shillings, you can pick up that food package and then pay for it and then put it into a box. And that food will go to a uh, drought-affected community. That 100 bob discount will also be donated to the Save a Life campaign. Dr. Mohammed, um, I have trust issues. How do I know... Mm. that that food and that money is going to get to where where is it going when is it going and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. we have a, an elaborate system and uh, i think you are you know we are also very open to anyone coming to understand how this happens and more importantly actually going to the ground uh, with us when this distribution is being done so that you can see for yourself that it's actually reaching the people because there is uh, data like I mentioned earlier you know which counties are affected within those counties how many people are affected which sub-counties, which villages. So all that data is there. And for the Red Cross, because we are a grassroots organization and we work through a network of volunteers on the ground who come from within these communities, so we are able to do that last mile to ensure that the food gets to that particular household. Do we have a date scheduled for all of those um, food packages in Carrefour to go out? Depending on the amounts that we receive, Mm -hmm. uh, the idea is actually we do not keep them. So as soon as we receive, you know, a good amount that can then be uh, transported, we already have a schedule uh, in terms of the different uh, counties that, you know, really need this assistance. Best idea ever for Christmas. We were talking about how difficult it is to find a uh, Christmas present for men, for males. Check this out. Go to Carrefour, buy the food hamper. It's going to cost you 599 bob. Donate it 
all right, the food hamper to the Red Cross box. That will go to a, a needy family. Then keep the receipt, put it in a Christmas card. Yeah, good idea. And give that as the gift. Sindhu. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. T- thank you so much for coming in this thank morning. You. And, thank you and, for and, uh, we're thank really, you. really honored to partner with the Red Cross in this thank campaign. Thank you. Thank you so much. Capital FM.